Welcome to the Hope Frontier Podcast. Hope Frontier is a multimedia platform that dives deep into the Bible, helping you connect God's Word to your life. Check us out on our YouTube channel and HopeFrontier.com. To support our channel, please subscribe and go to our giving page on HopeFrontier.com. Step into your new frontier with hope. Welcome to Hope Frontier. This is Phil, and I'm so happy that you're with me today. So for today's podcast, we are actually going to go back to the New Testament, and we're going to take a look at one of Jesus's famous stories. And this story really highlights the heart of forgiveness and how Jesus responds to that heart. We're going to take a look at Luke 7, verses 36 through 50. So we're going to get started here in verse 36. One of the Pharisees asked Jesus to have dinner with him. So Jesus went to his home and sat down to eat. When a certain immoral woman from that city heard he was eating there, she brought a beautiful alabaster jar filled with expensive perfume. Then she knelt down behind him at his feet, weeping. Her tears fell on his feet, and she wiped them off with her hair. Then she kept kissing his feet and putting perfume on them. So we'll just stop right there. So at the beginning of the story, in the Greek, the way the Pharisee invites Jesus to have dinner with him is a little unusual. So already, as a reader of the story, we have to know that something isn't exactly right with the way the Pharisee is inviting Jesus. It's not like he's super excited to have Jesus as his guest. So we can start thinking, what could be the real motive behind this Pharisee? And by the end of the story, we're going to see a little more examples of how he acts. But just off the bat, there's a few thoughts that come to mind. The first thought is that this Pharisee is most likely well known in his town. So he's trying to bring Jesus as a PR stunt. Maybe he thinks that by having this famous new teacher, that his renown will grow and people will be curious about him because he met with this famous traveling rabbi named Jesus. Okay, could be the first thing. The second option is maybe this Pharisee is trying to invite Jesus so that he could trap him into some theological debate or question. We don't know. That could be what's happening here. Or the third thing is this Pharisee might be really questioning about who Jesus is and is going to watch him and learn more about him and see who he is claiming to be. So, you know, all those things come into play. Is it pride? Is it skepticism or is it really trying to trap Jesus? So we have to really watch his behaviors and watch how Jesus interacts with him. So what then happens is this immoral woman, most likely she was either a prostitute or she had done adultery. This was a moral sin that she had been doing. Heard about this and brought her beautiful jar with expensive perfume. And most likely this perfume was inherited to her highly doubtful it was bought and paid for by her acts of prostitution, which some people have argued, but that's most likely the case. She probably inherited that from her parents or from somebody else who had passed away, since this type of perfume was usually used for uh, funeral rites. So she was keeping it for a very special occasion to really show dignity and honor to whom that she was going to use it for. So this woman shows an immense amount of courage by coming to the Pharisee's home. Now, we don't know 
really about the home very much. Most likely he was eating outside in a courtyard or something like that because people coming in and out of the house is a little unlikely. But if it was a PR stunt, then it could have been an open house. So everyone in the town could be watching and seeing this Pharisee interacting with Jesus and everyone could be watching like a podcast, right? Between these two people. It could be something like that. This woman has a lot of courage because clearly everybody knows about her immoral behavior. In this story in Luke, she was already addressed that way. So everybody would have known about her adultery or prostitution, whichever it was. So the fact that she entered into this man's home knowing that everyone would be looking at her, everyone would be staring at her and wondering, why are you here? It just really helps us see how much courage she has because of Jesus being there. When Jesus is the center of our hearts, when we are so full of this just expressive love because of his forgiveness, then we act despite the fears around us. And that's what this woman does. So she most likely was going to go up to him and anoint his head with the oil. That makes the most sense. That is what people usually did. So she doesn't. She kneels and wiping his feet with her tears. So what probably happened? Well, most likely when she approached Jesus, she was overcome with emotion. Now we don't know what happened to her. We don't know why she's overcome with emotion. Jesus must have done something in her life that we don't know about. And this woman, when she comes to Jesus, about to anoint him with oil, becomes overwhelmed by this feeling of thankfulness and gratitude because of his actions. And she has this uncontrollable crying. And then... What happened? She probably felt embarrassed and terrified that she is crying on Jesus' feet with her tears in front of the whole crowd. So she goes immediately down and tries to wipe them off with her hair because she just feels like overwhelmed with emotions. And at this time, a woman with her hair down was really seen as lewd. And it would have been really looked down on, especially in this religious Pharisee's house. But she didn't care because she was overwhelmed with emotions and just wanted to express herself to Jesus. So she kept kissing his feet and just pouring perfume on them because she was too embarrassed to get back up and anoint his head. But this is the very heart that Jesus loves, is that even when we're too embarrassed or we're too shy or too fill-in-the-blank, Jesus sees our heart and he loves that heart. So don't let anyone stop you by things they say. Don't let anyone stop you from doing things where you could really show and express your heart to Jesus because those are the things that he loves the most. Now in verse 39, when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know what kind of woman is touching him. She's a sinner. Then Jesus answered his thoughts. Simon, he said to the Pharisee, I have something to say to you. Go ahead, teacher, Simon replied. So we'll stop there. So now if the Pharisee had invited Jesus over to watch him and see him, or if he had invited him over to try and trick him or trap him, 
He's easily making these value judgments in his head right now. He's thinking, well, this man must not be a prophet because he doesn't even know who this woman is. These people thought that prophets knew the secrets behind people. And so clearly this Pharisee is thinking, this guy cannot be a prophet. He would know who she is. And he would know that she is immoral and touching him is defiling him. And prophets cannot be defiled like this. So he must not be a prophet. Well, that's not the case at all. Because we know that Jeremiah had done things that had defiled him. But he was still an amazing prophet. And he still, and things, and things happened to him where he didn't know what was going on. But Jesus does know what's going on. And he doesn't get impure by her touching him. And this is where the reversal starts to happen in the story. The Pharisee who thinks he's so smart, who thinks he's so good and so pure and so wise, is about to get everything turned upside down. Now, the introduction to the story by Jesus saying, I have something to say to you, is really going to start putting the pressure onto him. And we're going to see how he actually does that. But the first thing we have to look at is by using this story, there's two different routes he's going to go that accomplish two different goals at the same time. The first one, obviously, is he's going to highlight the woman's thankful heart. That is clear, right? But the second part that we're going to see is that Jesus really puts the pressure on the Pharisee himself. Either the first thing is that the Pharisee is going to see through this story that he is lacking the love that God demands in the Bible. And the second potential is that Jesus really could be highlighting the fact that this Pharisee may be not forgiven. Because if he was, he would recognize what God has done for him. So Jesus is really going to highlight many things at the same time in the story. So let's take a look at the story here in verse 41. Then Jesus told him this story. A man loaned money to two people, 500 pieces of silver to one and 50 pieces to another. But neither of them could repay him, so he kindly forgave them both, canceling their debts. Who do you suppose loved him more after that? So right here, Jesus is putting the pressure on Simon, and Simon knows he's trapped right here because the way he answers, he knows that he's stuck by Jesus. In verse 43, Simon answered, I suppose the one for whom he canceled the larger debt. That's right, Jesus said. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, Look at this woman kneeling here. When I entered your home, you didn't offer me water to wash the dust from my feet, but she has washed them with the tears and wiped them with her hair. You didn't greet me with a kiss, but from the time I first came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You neglected the courtesy of olive oil to anoint my head, but she has anointed my feet with rare perfume. Jesus is really showing this Pharisee right here that she loves him because of her actions. The actions that we do show our real heart. And that's what God wants. And by her doing all these things, she is showing how much she loves God and loves Jesus. In the story, both people had a debt and they were both forgiven. So obviously, the real answer is that they should both 
be equally thankful because they both had a debt. Right? But the Simon realized that he had been treating Jesus in a way that is inconsequential to himself. But this woman understood the value of Jesus. And that's what she was doing by her actions. She was washing his feet with tears. She was kissing his feet, anointing with this extremely rare perfume that was expensive. So by her actions, she was showing how thankful she was. But this Pharisee wasn't giving Jesus any of the time or day he deserved. Treating Jesus just like he's any other average person on the street. He doesn't give him the courtesy of washing his feet, which is rude. Didn't give him the courtesy of a proper greeting. And since Jesus was this famous rabbi, he could have at least done some anointing with a cheap oil, but he didn't even do that. For us in our day and age today, it may be like being invited to somebody's home. They don't take off your jacket. They make you put it away in their closet. And they make you serve yourself in the kitchen when it's the first time being invited over for somebody's house for a special dinner. You'd think, well, does this guest really even care about me? And that's what Jesus is showing here. You don't really have the love for other people in the same way that this woman does, this woman that you abhor. You think she's so bad and so horrible, but she knows how to show love and show honor to other people. But you, you Pharisee who claimed to be so great, who claimed to be so loving and following God's commandment to the T, you don't treat me with any respect. And that is a disrespectful to God, and that's not honoring to him. So the act of showing her thankfulness conveys the feeling of love. Verse 47, I tell you, her sins, and they are many, have been forgiven. So she has shown me much love. But a person who is forgiven little shows only little love. Then Jesus said to the woman, Your sins are forgiven. The men at the table said amongst themselves, who is this man that he goes around forgiving sins? And Jesus said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Now, for verse 47, I want to read a different translation. And this translation is a more closely linked to the actual Greek being used here. And we'll discuss what's really different about it. And here's the translation I want to use. Because of this conduct, I tell you her many sins have been forgiven as is evidenced by the fact that she loved much. So it's a little bit different. Now, why is it different? Well, historically, the Catholic Church kind of used this verse to really justify acts of works for salvation. And when the Protestants came to be, they said, well, we don't really like that. So a lot of them actually kind of adjust and shift the translation, really showing that so she's shown me much love because she's forgiven. But actually, Jesus forgives her in verse 48. So it doesn't exactly work perfectly. And also, the actual Greek is a little bit different. So really, what is going on in this story is that this woman receives some sort of healing or miracle or something from Jesus earlier. And she was so overcome with thankfulness that she showed her love by doing some action. And that action to Jesus 
proved her faithfulness. Because many times in the Bible, this act of love is not just linked to feelings. It is linked to actions. And so for many people, the way that they show love is through actions. And so for this woman, her showing love was her actions. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with showing God our love by doing things for him. It doesn't mean that we are forgiven with only doing good things and not believing because that's not what happens here. So there's nothing wrong with seeing how works do play a role in how we show God our thankfulness and receive the forgiveness. That's not a problem as long as you remember that it does revolve around faith. But for many people, like this woman, this act showed publicly her faith and it was her way of showing God love. Now, ironically, the second part of verse 47, a person who is forgiven little shows only little love, is really driving home into that Pharisee's heart. Hey, Pharisee, you think you're so good that you only sinned a little bit, therefore you only have to be a little bit thankful, huh? Because we all know that we're all sinners and we all deserve death. But God graciously gives us all life. And this is the thing that he is just driving home. That this Pharisee is full of pride. He's full of ego. He's just full of this self-righteousness. And he's just calling him out on it. You are not better than anybody else. Pharisee, religious leader, you are not better than this immoral woman. Just because you follow the Torah better than her does not mean that you are forgiven any less than this woman. And Simon would have realized that. He would have seen what Jesus was doing. And I hope that he felt ashamed. And I hope that he would have really had a heart-to-heart with God after this and repented for his pride and for the way that he looked on this woman with such disgust and loathing. And the man at the tables really are saying, who is this man going around forgiving sins? Because they really didn't like the fact that Jesus was calling out their hypocrisy and their pride. Because as we saw in the Old Testament, just like we're seeing in the New Testament, people are always the same. People want to be in charge of their own life, and they don't want to worship God with all of their heart. They want to be God, and they want to show off their value and their worth everybody else around them and take credit for that. But we know the real credit goes to God. So Jesus tells her, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. And once again, this faith just came now because Jesus just said to her, your sins are forgiven. So this amazing action she did to show Jesus her love allowed God to forgive her of her sins. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I know I did. It was really interesting for me just to see how much pride the Pharisee really had and how he was looking down on everybody else around him. But Jesus is the one who sees that everyone is equal, no matter who we are, no matter what our background is. And God does not want us to look down on people and think that we're better than everybody else. We all make mistakes. We all have sinned. 
So stick around for the next episode of Hope Frontier Podcast. Until then, thank you guys so much, and we'll see you next time.